Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. You are listening to Align Your Health, and this is the show about maximizing your health with real health solutions without drugs and surgery. Happy Sunday. We're just excited to be going over uh, what we're going to be talking about today, and it's extremely relevant. So this time of year, everyone knows that uh, we're one month ahead of the the schedule with the show, but everyone knows that going into October, you see pink everything. Right, right. I mean, there's pink socks on football players. There's pink billboards everywhere. There's pink ribbons everywhere. There's pink M&Ms, which might be the most ironic of all. Yeah, pink cupcakes in the grocery store. There's even pink KFC buckets. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. And there's pink beer cans. Oh, wow. And so it's just interesting that uh, what we're talking about, obviously, is cancer. And uh, this time of year, um, because of you know cancer awareness and, and October being the month for cancer awareness, particularly breast cancer is the big one we get talked about, we're going to be doing the next three shows um, on cancer. And we're going to be doing this because our goal is going into October that we have literally gotten it out of your brains, all of the stuff that you're going to be lied to about over the next um, over the next month that, literally they, they get you feeling hopeless and they talk about all the treatments and all the scare. And I mean, honestly, by the time October goes around and you're going into um, the season where, you know, the weather's not as great and they start scaring the crap out of you with flu vaccines and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you're like already so paralyzed by everything you've heard about cancer that you're just, you know, they, they have you doing anything and everything um, to, to not get sick and, and to feel like, you have to, you know, protect yourself. And the reality is most of the conventional treatments are what cause us to move in the direction of cancer in the first place. Absolutely. So I just want, you know, obviously we're on radio, so we're not going to ask for a show of hands, but um, I just want you, you know, if you're li- you're listening right now to think about if you have someone in your fam- family that has cancer or has already had cancer, or you have a friend or a coworker that has cancer, or you yourself have battled with cancer, um, or, or maybe a close friend. And by now, you know, just by listing those few, I've probably already reached everybody because literally cancer affects everyone today. So whether Absolutely. you're working on, you know, you're working on uh, avoiding getting cancer or you currently have a cancer diagnosis or have a family who is and you're, you're working on helping them beat it, then today this is for you. Um, I want to give you a couple of things before we get started today. So Normally, we give out our office website, but over the next few weeks, I'm going to be giving out that in conjunction with this website. So I want you to, um, if you can, write this down. If you're listening to your car, it's really simple. It's drryanlive.com, so D-R-R-Y-A-N, live.com. And I want you to go on that website and click where it says speaking, and then our immunity events called Lasting Immunity, Prevention is Powerful. That's coming up, and I want you to get you and as many of your friends and family members registered for that event as possible because all the things you're going to hear over the next three weeks, we're going to teach them in class format and teach you how to beat probably the scariest diagnosis that you possibly could. And again, this isn't a treatment for cancer. This isn't what we're teaching you is how to set your body up to have lasting, strong, powerful immunity and how to build up the system in your body that was designed to kill cancer from the beginning. Right. So our biggest challenge and my biggest challenge with that event is taking hundreds and hundreds of pages of the latest research, hours of prep time with lectures, going to seminars, reading 
you know, 50, 60 different books, and then taking about 300 slides worth of information, bringing it down to under 100 slides, and making it extremely relevant to you guys, so that when you leave that event, you feel empowered, and you know that our goal is to replace that fear with hope. Absolutely. If you're, if you're at any time during our show interested in coming in and seeing us in our office, because normally we talk about things as they are relevant to chiropractic, and cancer is no stranger to this, that there are many reasons why a cancer patient would want to be under chiropractic care, call us at 513-755-3583, and, um, and we'll get started helping you out and working with you through a diagnosis like that. So... Um, Ash, I want you to open up. You give such a great intro into this topic and you're just amazing at, you know, just making this, you know, bringing this back to why, why it's important. Yeah. You know, um, it's definitely personal for me. My mom, um, a number of years ago, eight years ago now was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and so, and, and now she has lived cancer free for, you know, the better part of five years. So, um, of all of the world's enemies, very few touch cancer and very few touch it on a personal level for me. And I'm sure for so many of you out there, almost everyone out there, um, you know, really no natural, just no natural disaster, um, trauma, crime, war, anything really claims anywhere near the number of lives as cancer. And uh, that's year in and year out. And that's why, honestly, that's why we're doing this in a three-part series, because it's such a giant topic to cover. But whether you're working to avoid getting it, or you've already been diagnosed and you're working to beat it, these next three shows are really for you and about you. And that's why we're doing this. We're doing this because people need to hear this very valuable information. And we want everyone who's had that cancer diagnosis to be more than a survivor. Um, we, it's, it's really, really diving into how the lifestyle works to create, um, your body as like the, the, the cancer killing machine that it should be. Yeah, we really want you to be actively working to overwhelm cancer cells in your body before they take hold of you and really help you eliminate them. But we also want you to understand why they're there in the first place. Um, you know, the, the the biggest thing that I noticed, so so you mentioned your mom. And right. you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't even think to ask you to mention that, but I'm glad you did. <clears throat> because I lost my grandmother to cancer. Right. And I lost my one of my uncles to cancer, and I and my grandfather battled cancer on three separate occasions before he passed away, and um, none of them did I feel really prepared to help lead them in the direction of what to do. But I felt like when I met you and we knew your mom was dealing with it, we have helped your mom make a lot of amazing lifestyle changes. Oh, she's done incredible, and she's uh, honestly and for someone who's seventy two years old. Here's here's a huge thing. My mom is. My mom was 70, 70 years old. Oh my gosh. She wouldn't want me to call her two years older than what she is. Um, <laughs> but my mom is 70. And um, for someone in their 70s to think, gosh, it's too late. You know, my mom has lost over 50 pounds in the last year um, just by being very diligent in the things that we've coached her on. And um, and to do that when you're 70 is absolutely incredible. And so I think the whole point of, of what we're trying to get at right now is that at no point in time is it too late 
to be able to reverse years and years and years of lifestyle damage. And at no point is it too late to really do a 180 on on how you how you're living every single day. I mean, my, every single day, my mom says I feel younger and younger and younger every single day that I live. And she was like, I I would have you know put myself up at 55. Feel I feel better today at 70 than what I did at 55. And that's incredible. One of my favorite things about her story is that you know I would say that initially when she first got the diagnosis. Not that your mom has a, vi- a victim mentality, but she no. probably felt more like that initially than she does Absolutely. now. Um, that I think when when you get that diagnosis, it's scary and you feel like it's happening to you. Yes. And um, and so what's amazed me about her over the last several years, I think she's a great example of this. So I, I, I'm just glad we get to talk about this and I yeah. hope that she, she doesn't mind this. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, she she's be- down how, how much weight right now? Right. Over 50 pounds. She's down over 50 pounds. In order to lose those 50 pounds, she's made some amazing lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. She's been under chiropractic now, a chiropractic care now for the last 10 years. Right. 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 Um, what's interesting is she dealt with other health issues that shared similar neurological pathways. Obviously. And that's the that's the critical thing about everyone, every single person on the face of the earth has to understand how the nervous system controls and coordinates everything about your health. And we're definitely going to be going through that. So let's break down. Here's what this is going to look like over the next three weeks. Today, we're going to be talking about what is cancer? How does it happen? What is it? We want you guys to walk away from today not being scared of cancer per se, but understanding that it is a gift to some degree. Yep. And what you do with that diagnosis uh, is a lot. You know, you already made the first step by listening. And so if we haven't scared you off with the topic, I just encourage you to keep listening. Um, The next step is to take action. So we are going to talk in week two about the conventional treatments. And, you know, here's the reality is, do they work? Sure, to a degree, but there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of damage that they do. I mean, I think you say the word chemotherapy and people shudder, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, We know for a fact radiation, like it literally burns the person. And, and the last thing is surgery, getting it cut out. And, you know, that's the least invasive and that's pretty invasive, right. you know, cutting out part of your body. And so the cut poison burn is, as we refer to it, the cut poison burn, um, no one wants to end up there. No. Um, so number one, if you don't have cancer, we're going to show you what to do to, you know, to really hedge your, your bets in your house so you don't end up there. But number two, if you are dealing with a cancer diagnosis, we're going to talk about conventional and non-conventional methods that are being used all over the world today. And again, we don't, you know, we're not here to diagnose cancer. We're not even here to come up with a treatment protocol for you, but we are here to open your mind's eye to understand that there are other options and, you know, you have to choose. It's your health and your body. You have to really take all that into account and choose what direction you're going to head. And for every cancer, it's different. So, you know, one of the big things is whether or not, you know, you're going to be prepared to deal with a diagnosis is up to you. We're uh, very opposed to the idea of being a victim, uh, believing that you're genetically programmed for destruction. So the, the biggest thing is if you're going to develop an illness, which, you know, most people will develop something in their lifetime, whether or not you're going to conquer it ultimately is whether you take responsibility for that disease and for your future. So we can give you the knowledge and we can teach you the things that it's going to take to set yourself up for lasting immunity, have a strong immune system and, you know, really beat the disease. 
you know, and we're not, again, not talking about treating the disease, right. we're talking about beating the disease by building up your lifestyle. Um, but your willingness to put the plan into action is going to determine uh, how ready you are to be a cancer killer. So, um, you know, one of the one of the things that I'm going to repeat repeatedly, and this uh, pertains to breast cancer, but when I say it, I mean it for all cancer. And this is a campaign that started. If you guys aren't familiar with this, you should look it up. There's actually a website. But we want you to think before you pink. Yeah. Um, before you get heavily involved in the campaigns. Actually, before you give a single dollar. Yep. And, you know, I'm not here to pick on them, but you know, let's name the big, you know, Komen for the cure and all, you know, whatever right. they are. Uh, you know, we, we, we CrossFit, they used to have a workout they called barbells for boobs and, and all right. that stuff. But, right. you know, our, our goal is just to get you to question what are we actually doing? Because uh, what we're going to go over in just a few minutes is the more money and the more energy we throw at this problem in the ways we've been doing it, the stronger the problem actually is getting. And I think fundamentally we have to remember, like, from a biblical perspective, God told us that he gave us life to live it abundantly. True. Right. And so I think that that, that feels hard to consume after you've received a cancer diagnosis or after someone you love has received that diagnosis. But I think in the face of that, being able to look at that and say, well, what does that mean? And how do we do that? Right. Like, like from a, from a perspective of how do we build our bodies to where they are functioning the best that they can, that they're, that they're, that we are as human beings living out our full potential. Absolutely. That's coming up. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC. I'm sitting here with my wife, Ashley, and we are discussing lasting immunity, having powerful prevention against one of the most notorious disease processes, um, one that if you mention its name, people shudder, which is the C word, cancer. And we're getting ready to go into October in a month here, and we just want to prep you guys ahead of time and just have this discussion because we know that this is something that everyone has dealt with. Um, everyone. Ashley was saying something right before we left, and I just wanted to jump in and really where this, where we are. So listen to this. December 23rd of 1971, Richard Nixon signed the National Cancer Act into law, and we began a war on cancer. Hmm. Sounds great. Right at, right at the roots of it, it sounds like, you know what? Someone's, someone will, was willing to plant the flag, take the stand, and say, we're going to beat this thing. But if there's anything that we've learned and we know about war, it's that war is messy and there's casualties. And unfortunately, war usually doesn't produce less war. And so what happens is it's been 47 years. And where we are now is we have more drugs, more chemo, billions of dollars spent, 700 different genetic drugs. We literally are, you know, campaigns for raising money. And, uh, and everywhere you turn in the month of October, everything's pink. It looks like cancer threw up pink everywhere. Right. And the reality is, even though we put more money, more resources behind curing it, we're worse off than we ever started. Exactly. So two years ago, April 2016, Vice President Biden called 
on the nation's leading cancer researchers to accelerate the process in the fight against cancer. So he's taken Nixon's and he's like, I'm going to boost the collaborations of data and sharing. And we want to, uh, he said, and by giving him advice on how to make the federal government a forceful ally in the anti-cancer movement. And you're going to learn over the next three weeks that we talk about this, why this is unfortunately such a big joke. That's like saying, we're going to partner with the U.S. Postal Service to make sure uh, mail gets delivered more efficiently. Yeah, <laughs> and right. If you look at FedEx and UPS, they're destroying it and doing so much better. 47 years of government crusading against cancer. And what has it gotten us? Oof. Right? Breast cancer rates worldwide, United States of America, top 10 in the world. Prostate cancer up 20 uh, in the 20 highest rates in the world. Um, childhood cancer raising 1% per year. It's the fastest growing category of cancer right now in the world. If that doesn't make you sick, I don't know what will. Approximately 38% of people right now are going to get diagnosed with cancer. At some point in their life, this is actually one out of three men and women, you know, 38%. So all of these research, all these stats come from cancer.org and WCRF, the World Cancer Research Foundation. And I just encourage you guys to start looking up how big of a problem this is. But here's why it's a problem. And, and, and I'm going to let Ashley jump into this in a second. I'm going to ask Ashley to jump into this in a second. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because I think you just do such a good job of putting some, some like perspectives, just your strong point. And here's the thing is the biggest reason why all this is where it is, is because if I were to ask everyone who's listening right now to give me their definition of what cancer actually is. Yeah. We would hear some nonsense about, you know, cells destroying our body. We would hear some nonsense about like. It being genetic, we would hear some, like, we would hear this stuff, but, like, no one could actually tell you what it is. They might use the word mutation or something, but they don't understand why it's there. They don't understand where it came from. Um, and, and, and in most cases, they believe a lot of mistruths about it. Oh, you're absolutely right. And I can I can say from experience that when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, I think what I thought cancer was was just scary. Right. Like I, I literally didn't have anything really to put to it. So but you divined it by the emotion it created. Absolutely. Which is really interesting because in, 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 in the next two weeks, we're going to talk about how our emotions actually are who this is. I didn't mean to, I'm no, gonna, I'm but I'm going to say it. Yeah. We're going to talk about how if you can't uh, virtually all cancers actually are embedded in your emotions and that what we're finding out and what the latest research is showing is that anger, fear, hostility, um, all of these things actually, people who have cancer have long, unresolved emotional issues. And to quote one of our best friends, Josh Axe, in this space, um, he says that you, it is impossible to heal physically until you've healed spiritually and emotionally. And so um, that that's just a big preview into the coming attractions. Um Hearing, Sorry, healing, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I, lo- I love what you're saying. Healing spiritually is, I mean, it's 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 so indicative of well what our health looks like and where we're going with our health. And and listen, here's the thing: is that everyone inside of us has the potential to be cancer killers, including those that have diagnosis. Um, but here's the thing that we're going to learn. And this is, this is a statement that is going to polarize. And I want you to, I want you to marinate on it for a minute is that there's really no such thing as a disease called cancer. 
<laughs> right. And like, say that to me 10 years ago after my mom was diagnosed. And I'm like, well, then why am I looking at my mom who has a diagnosis of a disease called cancer? Right. But instead, what we suffer from is a collection of stresses we impose on our body that causes the cells to mutate and adapt to a hostile environment. And this there is-, is so much research and data and things that we're going to unpack that supports that. Right. But I I want you just to sit in that for a second and like open your mind's eye to that being true. Right. That instead of what we suffer from is a collection of stresses we impose on our body that causes the cells to mutate and adapt to a hostile environment. And these get diagnosed as cancer cells. Those same stresses can also interfere with normal body functions and responses, nullifying your power over cancer. But you can eliminate the cause and remove the interference through what we'll show you and what we're going to talk about in these next shows and at our big event on October 4th, that you can restore your potential. You can reclaim your ability to not have cancer in your body. And the cure is actually in our own hands that literally we can heal ourselves. If you're listening, you are listening to this right now. I say that every week. You guys are on the radio. You're listening to this. It's hilarious. I don't know why I do that, but. Um, Our producer Greg loves it when you say that. Too. Yeah, love, loves it. Tony and Greg both <laughs> Tony love that. And Greg, yep. um, but here we're just being real with you guys. This is how you know that we're doing this, and there's no uh, outtakes here. Um, <laughs> but if you're you're hearing that and you're going, how can you say there's no such thing as cancer when everyone knows that cancer is real? Um, if that's in your head right now, what I want you to do is I want you to go on drryanlive.com, drryanlive.com, click on speaking. And then sign up for our our event coming up. We want this thing to be huge. And here's what I want to promise you guys. I want to promise you you're not going to hear any craziness. I want to promise you that even if you're in the medical field right now, you're listening to us and you're like, you guys are out of your mind. This sounds nuts. I I promise you just hang tight. We'll get there. You're going to like, we're not talking about anything crazy. We're not here to like, you know, be in denial. We're not here to like, we're not even here to, to say that you need to, you need to like abandon every conventional treatment. In fact, one of my mentors used to say, whatever treatment you believe is going to work is going to be the one that's going to work because the biggest thing is you not being a victim and you going you know, down a path. But we're going to show you how to set yourself up. The biggest thing is that nobody's ever taught how to strengthen their bodies to go through whatever treatment they are going to go through. Right. And that matters more. And, and I'll say that again, that matters more than what treatment you pick because the treatment outcomes on any given treatment, depending on the person, can be good or bad. It's more dependent on the individual and less dependent dependent on the treatment. Um, right, and that's exactly what we were just saying, is that those same stresses that, that get you to the state, that hostile environment where you have cancer, are those same stresses that interfere with normal body function to fight off the cancer. So how do we how do we unwind that loop? Yeah, so let's go back in history. It wasn't until 1953 that the discovery of DNA, um, you know, that that science really began to develop modern theories of the causes of cancer. So the dominant explanation then was the mutational theory, which focuses on uncontrollable replication by like rogue cells. The behavior of these cells gone rogue was the result of multiple events destructive to the DNA code. Some inherited DNA sequences or what were considered to be bad genes were thought to provoke the mutations, you know, that, that this came from exposure to chemicals, radiation, and a host of other environmental factors. Now, right. we fast forward in the study of epigenetics, we know that emotions, 
our behaviors, our habits on a daily basis actually can be as much or more destructive than radiation and these other things that were thought to be causing all the damage and mutations. And now, you know, it's really important. So, so how can that, that's interesting because so Dr. Bruce Lipton and his biology of belief taught us that on a, on a cellular level, cells can only move when they, when they have, when their reception, when their skin, like their receptor sites, which is the skin of the cell comes in contact with something from the environment, like a protein that causes it to move so that cells aren't just replicating on their own, that it's something that's environmental. Yeah. That so, has so they're to be the turned catalyst. on and off. They're triggered. They're There's triggered always a catalyst. Of, there's a catalyst for a cell to do anything, whether a it's a healthy anything. function or an unhealthy function. Exactly. But that, but that is environmental. Like it, it 100% is an environmental thing. So that's the interesting thing for what you're saying there. Sorry, I don't. I, I just I love what you're saying. Yeah. So here's 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 the thing. Let's go back to the beginning and let's talk about cancer for a second. Cancer cells, we all have them. In fact, every single living human being has cancer cells. You have you know maybe several hundred, maybe several thousand. But cancer actually doesn't become detectable as a disease. I want you guys to listen to this. It does not become detectable to as a disease until you have literally hundreds of millions of cancer cells in your body. You know, you have to understand that you have roughly 70 trillion cells in your body and you have to have a couple hundred million cells that are cancerous or have mutated into this this cancerous thing in order for it to be detectable. So what that means is is say you only have 50 million cancerous cells in your body and you you're going and getting testing and you're getting mammograms done or having your blood tested and it doesn't show up you know, we, we would say you don't have cancer yet. Right. But the reality is you have maybe half of what it takes to be detectable. So you're on your way to developing cancer. And I think everyone knows this, that once you get a cancer diagnosis, you've actually had cancer for a long time, but they're like, now you feel like, oh my God, I have cancer. I got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. You've had cancer for 10 years growing inside your body and multiplying. So what is cancer? Uh, ooh, we got, we got a couple minutes before we go into our next segment. So yes. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this for a second. Right to segue into that, and then we're going to hit this hard coming in the next few minutes. Uh, cancer is a gift. Yes. And what I mean by that is that our body, the way God created us, is that some of our cells mutate. And when they mutate, our body has an immune system that seeks out and destroys these cells. And we have killer T cells and natural killer cells, and we have uh, you know, phagocytes and leukocytes. And if you guys, you know, understand anything about immunity, you know, I'm talking about different types of white blood cells, but we have all these cells that literally, I have a video that I'm going to show at the event that it's so cool. It shows one of these cells like seeking out to kill cancer cells. It's cool. It's super cool. And while you watch it destroy one and then destroy another, and you're like, holy cow, the cancer is not even the intelligent part. I know you're laughing because you're thinking back to the immune thing with <laughs> the, the army. Immunity with the army. I know, <laughs> if you I haven't it. listened to our immune show a few weeks back, that's why Ashley's laughing. But it's so amazing to see this this cancer cell like literally seeking out and destroying all these other cells. And that's what I'm talking about. It being a gift is that God gave us cancer so that our body would always have something to fight, so that our immune system always stayed strong. It's like training the troops. Yeah, going back to immunity. It's like training the troops, because if your troops aren't ready to go into war and you got to war and the other the other army's been training, you get destroyed. So if your immune system's not strong and all of a sudden you come up against a diagnosis of cancer, you're done. But if your immune system has been seeking out and destroying cancer cells its whole life. And if you if you understand that principle that you're a cancer killer. 
and not the other way around, then all you have to do is go, okay, so why have I been losing the battle over the last several years? Why is this thing starting to manifest? And why is my body not killing cancer like it was designed to do it? That's what we're going to talk about. You want to get in touch with our office? The number is 513-755-3583. You don't want to wait till the cancer immunity event? Get in now and get checked and let's start getting your body healthy. Um, however, if you want to be at the event, drryanlive.com, D-R-R-Y-A-N live.com, and click on speaking and then right there, get registered for the event. October 4th. You're listening to 55KRC, Detox Station. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin sitting here with my wife, Ashley. We're talking about cancer. And uh, man, so we were just getting into some really good stuff on how cancer is actually not a um, disease itself. So Ashley said that a while back, and I meant to say this, that I want you guys to understand when we say cancer is not a disease, what we mean is cancer is the symptom of a diseased body. And Ashley's going to break this down in a minute, but we don't even really believe in the word disease. We believe that the word disease, if you understand where it comes from, it comes from the word dis-ease or a lack of normal function in the body. There, the, the, oh, All right. <laughs> this mm. is great. Go ahead. Disease is not an entity. Yes. Whether it's diabetes, whether it's cancer, whether it's heart disease, it is not an entity. It is not a thing that you have to fight. It is a lack of normal function and expression. Right. So we have health, and the opposite of health is sickness. But it's not an entity. It's a lack of something. It's a lack of proper function or ease in the body. It is dis-ease. And so when we name a disease and we give it a name and we're going to go attack it, we already lost because yep. we, we, we're going to go treat something. And if we treat cancer, what we're treating it with often destroys our bodies. And we're trying to destroy something that's destroying our bodies by destroying our bodies. So we're destroying cancer with chemotherapy, but we're destroying like... My, one of my mentors, you say, you can throw a grenade in a room full of rats and kill the rats, but you're going to destroy the room. And that's what chemotherapy does. Yes. And again, we're not, uh, I'm not saying like, we're not going against the treatments. We'll tell you guys where these treatments fit in coming right. into the next few episodes. We're just saying you have to acknowledge what's actually happening. If it sounds like we're mincing words here, if it sounds like we're, we're, we're telling you, Cancer's bad, but cancer treatments are bad, but you, you're strong, but cancer's weakening you and all this. The, the, the reality is that's why we're doing this event. You have to understand what's actually going on. You have to understand how amazing your body is and that what we've done is we've veered away from the original design and we've moved away from understanding how our body is supposed to thrive, function, and, and be. And because of that, this stuff starts manifesting, but it's not an entity. It, it's It's... It's, it's no more an entity that darkness is, is, is just the absence of light. When you shine a light on in the room, you didn't have to defeat the darkness. You just, tur <laughs> you just turned on a light and the darkness doesn't exist anymore. When you turn on health, disease doesn't exist because it's dis-ease. When you turn on ease, when you turn on health, disease goes away. That's why I love the term ease versus disease because it, if it, we shouldn't call disease disease, we should call it dishealth. Yes. Yes. So you have health and you're healing and and when you're not healing, it's dishealth, it's it's not functioning health. And it's not a manifestation, it's not a thing. You can't point at it even in cancer cells. You can't even point at it until it's become so massively wrong that 
all these growths start showing up. But when you understand that those growths, those are now the healthy cells in your body. Yes. Hopefully I just stop someone in their tracks. If you have cancer and it's becoming overwhelming and it's starting to grow and manifest in your body, those are now the healthy cells in your body. They're learning how to survive in an environment that your, uh, your body isn't surviving in. Ashley's going Ashley's gonna to go after this one. Okay, so cancer can't overwhelm a well person, right? It shows up when a person is sick. It's a symptom of an overwhelmed and poorly functioning body and where mutations and adaptations are happening out of control and the body's defense system can no longer contain it. That means that cancer is a symptom and not a disease. This is a really hypercritical point because cancer doesn't make you sick. Instead, over time, your sickness is actually what's creating the cancer. So in other words, you don't cure cancer by eliminating cancer growth, cancer growth. Like cutting them out. I, I'm not saying if I had cancer, I wouldn't have it cut out. But sure. I, but I acknowledge that that's not going to cure me of cancer. You cure cancer by getting a healthy body. That stops cancer from growing, and it kills any excessive cancer cells that show up. Getting your body healthy again. And so the good news is, is that this removes the image of the cruel hand of fate deciding who will get cancer and who won't. What we talk about all the time, like the lightning bolt of health striking you down and you get cancer or you get heart disease or you get diabetes, that it's not that. This shows that the ability to avert the emergence of cancer or kill it once it has appeared is generally in our human control. And that is a gift from God. That said that our this this is saying that our modern society does not make the task of staying healthy and disease free easy. It's not. Like everywhere we turn today, especially like listen, on a regular no, basis. No, honestly, sickness in general is easy. Right. Like if you just do what most Americans are doing, here's why. You guys understand this. You've heard us on the radio station. Five out of six people in the United States develop cancer or heart disease in their lifetime. They get diagnosed with it. Five out of six. So what that means, as a listener of this show, understanding that principle, knowing that five out of six people develop cancer, heart disease, that sounds scary, but it's really simple. Just don't do whatever the heck everyone else is doing. Exactly. It's that simple. Yep. The Bible says that you're called to be ambassadors here, that we're in the world, but not of it. God says, all right, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable service. You ready? Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not do what your dumb friends are doing when they're eating fast food and they're, you know, like doing, like, they're stressed out. They're running their kids in 19 different events. They're, they make no time for their relationships. They're making no time to get outside. They're they don't have time to food. exercise. Yep. They jump up, slam a cup of coffee, smoke a cigarette on the way to work, stop for a donut at Holtman's, and then, you know, like do it like these patterns that that's the pattern of this world. Right. It absolutely is. And, and here's the thing is that um, sickness in general, and especially cancer, preys on in the uninformed and those that won't or can't act to defend themselves. And when we say can't, like, listen, I'm talking about 
Like I'm talking about like when, when my kids like are running up to me crying and say, oh, I want an ice cream or oh, why can't I eat a, a Lunchables? I almost said a Snackables, a Lunchables at school or like, why aren't I doing this? Like, dude, it's because I'm, I'm trying to set you up for lifelong success, right? And you can't make this decision on your own. You literally can't make a good decision about what to eat. And this isn't to say that you don't enjoy life, but this is to also acknowledge that you have to realize the average person's bombarded bombarded with things all day long that most of their lives, 90% or more is, is creating stress in in the way that could lead to a cancer diagnosis Right from the chemicals they're using in their house. If you go back and listen to our toxicity talk a few weeks ago to the emotional stress um, and go back and listen to our talk on brain health and and stress and depression, anxiety to go back to our first segment on our podcast. If if you're not listening to our podcast and you have to go back and start from the beginning and go back, you can search it out, uh, go on iTunes podcast app and search on align your health. And then if you can't get that, go to drryanlive.com and click on podcast. You can get it there. But go back, listen to our talk on the greatest principle I know where we talk about chiropractic and how our bodies heal from above, down, inside out. If you haven't called yet and and called 513-755-3583 and schedule an appointment to get your nervous system checked, you're already behind the eight ball because your nervous system is the system that's regulating and controlling all healing. And so if you want to set yourself up for healing, these are things that we have to talk about. But so if you're not doing these things and then you're realizing like, oh, my gosh, you know, chemical air fresheners, all these chemicals, the foods we eat, all the trans fats, colorings and all these things. And man, this seems overwhelming. You know why? Because it is because it is because our current society has gotten so far away from anything that resembles well and health, and healing, and, and acknowledging design, and understanding how amazing we are. So our bodies seem to be weak, and frail, and damaged. And the reality is, King David said, I'll praise the Lord for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's the truth. But we live in a society, we live in a world, we live in a place where our bodies are constantly being, they're on high, high defense all the time, because we're not called to be of this world. This world's destructive. And literally in the last hundred years, as technologies increase, as people's awareness has expanded, as all this stuff's happened, we literally, man's way, if you look at it, and the, the Bible warns us against this, that man's way leads to destruction, and all the chemicals and all the things. You want to talk about drugs and all this miracle stuff? It's not a miracle. We've created more disease than we ever have in, in our life. So again, like the reality is we have destroyed, we're destroying the planet, we're destroying our internal environments, we're destroying, this is, I know this has sounded really morbid, but I just want you guys to know that that's not the intention and that you can step outside of this and you can step outside of it right now while you're living, that you don't have to wait till Christ's return and the skies to open up and angels to come down <laughs> and all this, that like you can literally, he says the kingdom of earth is, the kingdom of heaven is now, it's here, that you can literally step into that and you can do it in your spiritual life, your emotional life, your physical life. And if you do that right now in, in this aspect, what that looks like is starting to acknowledge his design, acknowledge his plan, submit and become obedient and take care of the thing he's given you and stop, whether it's by ignorance, then stop being ignorant and, and go start doing some research. Stop turning on the TV and start turn, you know, opening some books on health, start listening to our podcast or do whatever it takes. Or if it's not by ignorance, if it's by choices, simply start making better choices. Absolutely. And and here's the the thing is that if you have this, this disease, if you have cancer, it's your body's way of screaming. It's time to change. Exactly. 
Exactly. So how do you create health in your body? If you don't change, your body will never fend off cancer. I'm going to tell you that. And no amount of treatment is going to make it right. If you don't work on getting a healthy body and then you go and do chemo on top of that, what is a cancer survivor's biggest fear? Oof, getting cancer again. Right? Absolutely. All my family members that ever had cancer, if they survived, their biggest fear was they didn't know why they developed it in the first place and they didn't yes. do anything to stop it from ever showing up in the first place. All they did was lay down on a table, have some crap, some crap cut out of them or you know, have some stuff pumped through their veins and then they were told, oh, you don't have cancer anymore. But they didn't do anything to change why they developed it in the first place. So what you need to be doing is killing cancer every single day. So let's talk about what happens and why cancer develops. We're going to start off in the next couple of minutes here and then finish up the segment today with this. But so you bombarded yourself with stress. We bombarded ourselves with chemicals. We bombarded ourselves with terrible food. We, we don't eat off a farm anymore. We don't we don't exercise as a, as a form of work anymore. We sit eight hours a day. We, by now, you guys should realize that our lifestyles are very destructive. So what happens is normal cells, when they're bombarded with all this stress and with all this damage and with all this mental stress, chemical stress, physical stress from sitting all the time, and our bodies are getting you know beat up, and literally on a cellular level, your cells are being damaged, right. then they have to change to learn how to survive in this environment. It's almost like someone being abused or being in an abusive relationship. They have to learn how to adapt and survive in an abusive relationship so they don't get killed, right? Your cancer cells you're, are in an abusive relationship with your lifestyle, and they're trying to learn how to survive you beating them up all the time, and, and you literally you know, destroying them. They're not going to have this battered woman syndrome where they keep coming back to get abused. They're going to change, and they're going to figure out how to outlive this environment. They're going to learn how to outlive their abuser, and so what they do is they learn how to mutate and how to survive. We're going to talk about exactly the difference between a cancer cell and a healthy cell so you guys can start to wrap your head around why we think setting yourself up to be cancer is actually fairly simple if you understand the steps. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you want to call our office, the phone number is 513-755-3500. Eight, three. Tell them about the event, where it's going to be, and what we're doing. And our event is on October 4th at 6.30 p.m., and it'll be held at the Crossroads Mason location. As of right now, it's going to be in one of the conference rooms there, but if you bring all your friends, families, neighbors, maybe we'll rent out the, the mass where Brian <laughs> Tome speaks on stage and get the big screen and get everyone going. We'll, we'll have, maybe we'll even get their praise and worship band going for us. And if, I promise you, if you guys can make this an overwhelming event, if we, if you want to get several thousand people there, I'll get the worship band there. <laughs> I'll get the worship band there. So That's go on a- drryanlive.com and register all your friends, all your family for this event. We want overwhelming response. This is going to be the best event you've ever been to in regards to your own health. We're going to knock this one out of the park, and you guys are going to love this. You're listening to 55KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin. You're listening to 55KRC, the talk station. And I'm sitting here with my wife, Ashley. This is Align Your Health. We're talking about cancer. We're talking about building a lasting immune system and how to prevent it, how also to become a cancer killer. I can promise you right now you're going to want to use this uh, website. Go to drryanlive.com. Get registered for our upcoming event. It's going to be amazing. I made some big promises a few minutes ago. <laughs> And uh, 
And uh, honestly, my goal, like in the past, we've had two, 300 people to a cancer killers event. Our goal this time around is, I mean, it would be nice if these events in the future were literally running out the Sharon Convention, the Sharonville Convention Center, because th- that's the, I mean, that wouldn't even begin to touch how many people could benefit from this. Oh, absolutely. We could get Paul Brown Stadium rented out and talk because every absolutely. one of us has dealt with this. And so I just want you guys to feel hopeful and understanding, you know, really, you know, where cancer comes from. And, you know, here's what's crazy is that, so we know cancer is caused by changes in our cells' DNA. Okay. Our DNA is literally the blueprint, and so the DNA can become damaged inside the cells, and then they start mutating. There's a gene called the P53 gene that's kind of responsible for part of this. There's a lot that we're going to go into in the event, the cancer killer event coming up called Lasting Immunity. But Dr. Oz explains it really well. I'm going to take a direct quote from him where he explains that the human body is made up of more than 50 trillion cells that are continuously dividing to keep us healthy. He says if just one of those cells makes a mistake and mutates... Then presto, we have formed a potentially microscopic cancer. The good news is that most of these abnormal cells will never become dangerous because our bodies have two defense systems that are amazing against cancer. One is our actual immune system, and the other one is our body's ability to resist developing blood vessels uh, and our blood vessels growing into these cancer cells to feed cancer. Right. That's called anti-angiogenesis, and that's something that our bodies do naturally. They keep blood supply away from these cancer cells. When the body's working properly, they don't get sufficient blood supply. So Dr. William Lee refers to these cancer cells as cancer without disease, meaning we all have them. Right. We all have mutations occurring in cells. And the reason those cells are mutating, like we talked about, is because they've been exposed to damage and they would not survive otherwise. So they're being smart and they're mutating to survive in an environment that would otherwise kill them. Right. Now, temporarily, sometimes we're subjected to issues where our body you know, causes that. But we're not supposed to live in a state of creating stress and damage on ourselves. Yes. And I don't think that, I mean, and, and it's proven that if you can't live in a prolonged state like that, right? Like Your body would literally deteriorate, and that's what happens. When you said earlier that cancer is the symptom of a sick body, right? what you're saying is that body is exposed to environment through stress, emotional stress, spiritual stress, chemical stress, physical stress, food-based stress, you know, work-based stress, injury-based stress, whatever it is. And those cells, your normal healthy cells, are literally dying, but if too many of them die, you die. So they actually start trying to mutate. Right. And when they begin to mutate, they start mutating away from certain healthy aspects, but they learn how to survive. And then they start, you know, there's nothing in a cancer cell that can kill you. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That the cancer cell itself, it's not like the cancer cell goes up and goes, oh, I'm going to go over here and attack this right. in one cancer. It's not like we have these rogue like cells that are going in and like, you know, I think of it like battle chess when I was younger. It's not like one cell with a sword going over and slashing a cell and killing a cell over here and like going through. And what it is, the only way cancer can kill you, you ready? The only way it can kill you is by taking up too much space. Right. Right. So that's what it does. I mean, is it that's it that's literally the- manifests somewhere, whether it's in your blood or whether it's in your organs, and it starts multiplying to the point where it starts disrupting the function of that organ or that system. 
So it just simply starts taking up too much space, starts multiplying to the point where you no longer have healthy cells taking care of a function in an organ. You have cancer cells, which are just simply multiplying and not dying. And that's where tumors get bigger and bigger and more and more. And they start just disrupting healthy cell function by taking up too much space. But there's nothing in the cell that can actually kill you. Which is so interesting. I mean, so many of the things that we're talking about today are such a like such a strong shift in paradigm, like such a, such a like sharp right turn or sharp left turn away from what we're traditionally thinking, right. Or what we've been taught over the last, you know, what is it? 20, 30 years um, in our beliefs on cancer. So it's, it's such a, I mean, it's really like, this might be one that, you know, we go back to the podcast and maybe, maybe everyone's going to listen to this one a few times and just really let it soak in. Yep. Yep. So we're going to touch on this over the next three weeks. We're going to talk about treatments, conventional and unconventional. But, you know, it's it's not genetic. We talked about genes a few weeks back. Go back to our podcast. Go to the uh, iPod pi- podcast or uh, iTunes podcast and search Align Your Health and go back and listen to the one on genes because cancer is not genetic. We have 4,000 different genes within the breast tissue alone. It's important to realize that while you may carry a defective gene like the BRAC1 or 2 gene, which, by the way, only 2% of all breast cancer is able to be linked back to that. Do you know that? Women are like Angelina Jolie cut off her breast because she had that gene. Mm-hmm. But only 2% of all can- breast cancers link back to that gene. Oh, wow. It's important to realize you may carry a defective gene, but that does not mean the genetic trait is destined to be expressed. As we talked about in our genetics talk, right. there are many alternatives to dramatically decrease your risk of the gene mutating. So let's talk about mutating cells for a second here. Undetectable cancer. While you think visiting the doctor yearly is going to help you out from preventing cancer, the truth is many cancers are tough to catch because they they literally happen so quickly or or so slowly that we don't catch them at right. the right time. Right. Eating nutritious foods, knowing your family's history, getting plenty of physical activity is a great way to start preventing cancer. So those are just great ways. But knowing exactly what signs and symptoms uh, to look out for, that's top notch. So watch this. An average cancer cell doubles every 90 days. Okay? Wow. Yeah. So it reproduces every 90 days. So in so you have one cell. 90 days later, you have how many cells? You ready? Two. Okay. <clears throat> Two years later, you have 16, or sorry, one year later, you have 16 cells. Wow. Okay. You ready to see how fast this goes? Oh, no. Two years later, you have 256. Three years, 4,896. Four years, 65,536. Not even detectable yet. Five years, you have 1,048,576 cells, still undetectable. Six years, you have 16,077,216 cells. It's starting to be more detectable at that point, but it's not until about seven years, 268 million cells that most of the time we can detect it. So you've already had cancer seven years. You went from one cell to 268 million cells in seven years. In year eight, now you have 4 trillion, 294 million cells. It's doubled 32 times in eight years. That's it. Wow. And you have 4 trillion cells. You only have 7 trillion cells in your whole body. At 40 doublings, approximately 10 years, cancer is considered to be lethal. I would argue it's actually lethal more around year three, four, or five. 
if you don't know it's there. Right. That's a shocking So example. one of the things, and one of the most powerful things you have to do, and this is one of the things that Dr. Charles Majors taught us, is instead of hoping you don't get cancer, you have to already realize you have it. Yes. That's good. You have to realize everyone has it. And you have to realize we all have cancerous cells that are always dividing in our body and our body's seeking out and destroying them. And once you realize that you already have cancer and it's actually a gift that's designed to keep your immune system thriving, then you best not, you best, it's kind of like raising kids. Rather than hoping you don't have kids that act up and are, and are selfish and are uh, <laughs> yeah. misbehaving and, and mean and inherently uh, selfish. selfish and all this, yeah. you have to understand that that is what humans are. Yep. And your kids are human, therefore they are inherently selfish. You don't have to teach them how to say no or mine My, or me, me yeah. or, you know, El- our daughter is like literally walking around the house and she's like, that's Allie's, that's, or that's mine, that's My, mine. Oh, all the time. She's two. Yeah. Everything's and hers. So, yep. So you have to assume that and then take the proper steps and go, okay, my kids are selfish and they're, 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 uh, you know, inherently they have sin. And so I have to teach them how to work with and, and, and understand that there are strengths to some of these things and how to move around, you know, and, and, and discipline them and do these things. When you understand I have cancer, so does everybody else. I have to understand how to create a strong body and how to work with my cancer to keep it, keeping my immune system strong and not look at it as the enemy, but look at it as something that will get out of control and manifest if I don't take care of it properly. Cause you right. could have a kid one day when he's 18 or 20, that is a menace to society yep. and literally ends up in prison, but that's not what any parent wants. That's the equivalent of what cancer is in our body. So, you know, there was one more thing I want to go over before we finish saying that's the difference between a cancer cell and a healthy cell. So the slide that I always go over shows two cells and it just breaks it down. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. Can- healthy cell uses oxygen for fuel. A cancer cell does not. That came from Otto Warburg back in the 1930s. He won the Nobel Prize based on his research that said cancer cells respirate off the fermentation of sugar. Yes. And healthy cells use oxygen. Number two your cancer cells don't need sugar for fuel or healthy cells. Sorry. Don't need sugar for fuel. Cancer cells do. So one uses oxygen. The other uses sugar. Number three, a healthy cell needs proper nerve supply. Cancer cells don't need nerve supply. They're rogue. They start multiplying without even any signal from the nervous system. But a healthy cell needs that nerve supply. Number four, healthy cells need a slightly alkaline or at least neutral pH in order to survive. Your cancer cells do not. They survive in a highly acidic or highly alkaline environment, not a slightly alkaline to neutral environment. They also don't need, a healthy cell does not do well in an an inflammatory acidic environment, and a cancerous cell thrives in an inflammatory environment. So we're going to teach you how to set up an environment that is congruent with healthy cell function, not cancer cell function, at... Lasting Immunity, our Cancer Killers Workshop called Lasting Immunity Prevention is Powerful. Go to 
drryanlive.com, register for the event, call our office. If you're interested in that nerve supply component of getting your body thriving and functioning, call us. Every week, we leave five appointments open for anyone who listens to the show to help them out. Every week, they get booked up. I saw two patients from the radio show today. You start by calling 513-755-3583, and uh, I want you guys to uh, to just have a wonderful week. Hang on tight. We're going to go through some more cancer talk next week on 55KRC, the talk station.